Hi, I'm Kimmy Rutledge. I play Maya Lerner on Obliterated, and you're listening to Obliterated Companion. Your dick is a trap! Welcome back to another episode of Obliterated Companion, and I am Peter. You guys, uh, very excited for a interview with a cast member. Uh, joining me is Kimmy Rutledge, who plays Maya. How are you doing, Kimmy? Good. How are you, Peter? Thanks for having I'm me. Good. Yeah, absolutely. We're like besties. <laughs> you know, we're besties. We go back. Um, we, we, we go way back. Like, way back. <laughs> like, what, three weeks? Heck yeah. 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 Three whole weeks. <laughs> So, so if anyone you know follows us on social media, um, I had a really cool opportunity to meet Kimmy in person up in uh, a Sea Town. You know, as we call it. do, you guys call it Sea Town? Is, is it just like are we too old now to say Sea Town? None of us call it Sea Town. <laughs> like everybody outside of Seattle calls it Sea Town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like I can't really ask you like what has the reception from the fans and family have been because the show hasn't uh, you know come out yet at this point. So um, so we're going to kind of focus on learning about you and obviously talking about Obliterated. But uh, there's things that I definitely want to know um, in terms of like you know reaction. But but the fan reaction isn't quite there yet. But what I can ask, I do know um, what you thought about the trailer because I did ask you that. But now, at this point, what do you think about the character posters? Like seeing yourself on a character poster, a poster with all the other cast members, but also a freaking billboard or billboards? Crazy. I mean, I think I think for me, it just feels surreal still because I feel relatively new to the industry. So all of this is brand new, really exciting, just, yeah, absolutely novel territory for me. So I, I'm kind of in shock all the time that it's even happening. <laughs> like seeing myself on a poster is is strange, but really yeah. cool. Yeah. So I'm only seeing the stuff that you're sharing on like on Instagram, but um, like yeah. what are, if any, like what are like phone calls or like, or like are people tagging you on anything outside of uh, Instagram that we're not seeing? Yeah. I mean, I've seen um, a poster in an Australian gym. Uh, I think they have some some ads on buses at bus stops um more billboards i haven't seen in person a lot of people are sending me you know how on netflix it'll show um if you leave it on standby it just kind of cycles through shows yeah people have been sending me the obliterated coming november 30th popping up on their tv and um yeah i think soon there will be tv commercials so people might reach out about that but yeah, it's been cool to get people's pictures. So, Jesse, I didn't even so cool. think about that. Like on, on the TV too, but like the yeah the the digital billboard or whatever um, Eugene shared. Uh, that, yeah, that's, on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, that's a dream come true. That was yeah insane. That's to wild. I yeah. um I don't think I've seen anything in New York yet, but I know like in Times Square sometimes they have some of those buildings with the big signs, and they'll have some like three D type stuff. So I wonder if we'll get like an explosion mm -hmm. soon. That would be cool. That you would know? be cool. We'll see. Yeah. 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 So I just learned and correct. I mean, my apologies if I uh, pronounce it incorrectly. Um, Kimiko is actually uh, yeah. your, your, your full name. Like, so Kimmy is short for that. I just thought it was like, oh, interesting way to spell Kimmy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Japanese name Kimiko. And when we moved to America, just thought it would be easier to go by Kimmy. So I've been going by Kimmy my whole life. Yeah, and so you were you were in um, uh, you were born in Tokyo, uh, yes. lived in Japan up until you're about five. Yes, correct. And uh, I understand you love Disney movies. I grew up on a lot of Disney movies. Yeah, um, but I grew up on them being in Japanese. They would dub it Japanese over the original English, so I never really knew what was going on because they would play the English and the Japanese at the same time. So my oh. Disney movies were really hard oh. to understand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So dual languages. <laughs> yeah. It would be at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah. They just okay. dubbed over the original movie with Japanese, which I thought was funny. That that's that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean what now with like DVDs and stuff like that, it's yeah, much much more easier. Um yeah. there's a Maybe, maybe I'll ask you at the at the end, you know, like some sort of game, um, you know, 
with um, with like Disney and like you know your 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 castmates, you know maybe if you can compare who's more like you know which which Disney character. Oh. Did, did you ever see Once Upon Once Upon a Studio? Is that the what, what Disney Plus um, oh. thing? I think it's called Once Once Upon a Studio. So it's like at Disney and they're closing the offices, and as everyone's leaving, all the characters jump out of like the different paintings and pictures in the entire building. Oh, that's and, cool. No, yeah, I and that. I don't want to give any um, like details away. It's like it's like eight minutes. It's really really cool. Like if you grew up on Disney, all the characters show up, and they're basically gathering together outside of the building for like a group photo. And so oh, it's yeah, all Disney uh, uh, fans got to check it out. Okay, cute. But okay. coming to the US, you um, it, it uh, as I understand it, you were into like film pretty early on. You you didn't know exactly what that was, but that's something you wanted to do on screen. Absolutely. And, you also credited Wizard of Oz as being one of those kind of uh, inspirations? Um, yeah, I watched Wizard of Oz and Pinocchio a lot as a kid. Mm. Um, and also, That's So Raven was okay. a, a show that I watched when I was a kid. And Raven Simone, very specifically, the way her character dresses up as different people was very inspiring to me. I was like, I want to do that. So uh, it inspired me to do that in my own life. I would try to dress up and trick people into thinking I was not who I was. And I thought I was really good at it, but obviously they knew it was me. But yeah, well, I mean, I, I think um, I think a lot of us are really excited to see what the future has for Kimmy. Um, learning, you've done taekwondo, you've done circus gymnast. What what is it? Circus? Uh, yeah, circus arts. Is it, what 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 is what what did you do exactly? I did that very briefly, but it's basically trapeze and acrobatics and. Um, Anything you would see with stunts, uh, but very tailored to a circus. Yeah. Anything like really high off the ground? Oh, they have tightrope. We did tightrope, but it was not that high off the ground. Okay. Yeah. And you not only were the captain of the dance team in high school, but also hip hop dance at uh, UW. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, shout out to your to your alma mater for like having a really good uh, football season. Go you dub, go Huskies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, dogs. You know, Oregon down here, so you know we'll we'll leave it at that. I mean, you, you saw what I was wearing when when we were hanging out on you know, yeah. the you know, Oregon Ducks uh, hoodie. But um, yeah, talk about like uh, like just dancing. I mean, it sounds like you you were very active actually. You know, not only just you know interested in in um, theater. You you did some theater really yeah. young. Your parents did uh, did that. Can you just talk about like what made you want to be? What, what what was it about always being so busy, you know, like, uh, and then like, as opposed to like a bookworm or, or like something a little bit more pedestrian? Yeah, I definitely was. I think I just had a lot of, ever since I was a kid, just had a lot of, um, I had a busy mind. And I think arts was always an outlet for me to quiet my mind. It kind of got me out of my own head. Uh, I struggled with mental health issues from a young age. So I think it was such a nice outlet for me. And also really healthy for me to just be active and be in my body. And I think dance was a great way to express myself. And whenever I needed to transmute sort of difficult feelings or trauma, I could, I could do it through dance. And I felt like I was releasing it and becoming more myself. And it, I felt so confident when I would dance and be performing. Um, and, and I think I, I chased after that because in my normal life, um, I didn't feel very confident. I think when I was just being, you know, walking around, going to school, I always felt a little bit, I was a little nerdy. I, I didn't feel like I always felt like I could Except, be myself. Accepted yeah. or, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think that was more in, in middle school. In high school, I felt, you know, I found, I found friends, but in, in middle school, I had great friends, but I was definitely bullied. Mm. And I think that sort of put me uh, in a, a place of self-doubt. And it made me think, oh, I, I don't know if I could actually do the acting thing for a long time. So I, I always wanted to act, but um, I had to seek out outlets to really let that energy out and find my confidence in performance. And I think it, it took me kind of working on my mental health to finally accept that I could do it. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And, you know, like a lot of people express their feelings uh, in, in different ways. And, um, you know, like I, I, I podcast because I love TV and film. 
And I'd love to hear how the cookie is made or, you know, the, what, you know, pulling back the curtain kind of, kind of deal, you know? So that's kind of how I approach things. And it's, it, it's my happy place, you know? Yeah, same. And so, yeah. So you're just getting the opportunity to, to speak with people on screen. is just, it's really cool and soothing and therapeutic, yeah. you know, quite honestly, speaking with people. Oh, you that's know? amazing. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, we hung out for like two hours at a coffee shop and then we were like doing weird poses on the sidewalk know, in downtown. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was, was a lot so of fun. fun. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, was, I was literally looking at the pictures and the live photos last night. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. What is life? Well, that's what I love about life. It's so random. And when you embrace it with a sort of childlike sense of whimsy, so much beautiful things can happen. It's, it's such I a good. And, and then you really get to connect with people, people I never would have. I mean, I don't think we would have. Had I not been an actor, had you not been into like all of those things had to come together for us to connect at this moment. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, and we probably won't get uh, too much into it, if at all, you know, but you were, uh, you know, Maya 2.0, you know, so, you know, like there's a really big chance we never would have met. Exactly. Exactly. Things happen and you never know. Yeah. yeah. Expect the unexpected. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, one one thing I was uh, that is kind of a blind spot for me. I mean, those other things I, I didn't know about the dancing and and the, yeah. the theater. Well, theater makes sense, you know, but but not yeah. not, not everybody was in theater. But sure. uh, now you you shared like a a um, like a feature. I, I'm not sure if that's what it's called, but like a song that that you you sang on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess theater, you probably did some singing and dancing, especially like if you liked Wizard of Oz, Disney. So the singing, that all makes sense as well. Uh, can, you, can you talk about that project? Yeah. So I was featured on a song by Lamar Family Values, and they're really good friends of mine, and they make really cool music in, based in Seattle. And I, I it's, it's really casual for me singing and um, making music. I, I keep it really a hobby. Um because I turned acting into sort of a business. I, I have certain outlets that I want to keep a hobby. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I just, I like to work with talented people. And it was just a song that I, they played the beat and I thought, oh, I could totally write something of this. And then it, it was really random. It, it, it was not planned. It was sort of, I, it just kind of came. And I think that's the funnest way is to spontaneously make stuff. So yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it on the, you know, t- kind of staying on topic of like movement, you know, you're dancing and all that stuff. Yeah. You also do JSL, Japanese Sign Language, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't done it in a while, so I'm a little yeah. rusty, but I <laughs> love sign language. I love um, the, it's such a visual, beautiful language. I love the deaf community. Um, I fell in love with sign language in college when I had a great deaf professor and it was, I just think it's such a beautiful visual language and I love languages. So yeah, that's, that's something I definitely want to get back into using more regularly because it's so beautiful also to communicate, be able to communicate with people that are of a different culture and we, you know, live through a different modality. I, um, I once interviewed an actor who did a cell and he said, it's a great, um, uh, you know, kind of skill to have because if he doesn't act, he can always do some sort of translation at whatever events and Ooh, interpreting. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was really thinking, uh, had I not been an actor, would want to be an interpreter. So that's that's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's. Um, I I think that should be is probably more available than people think. But I think that's something people should consider, you know, kind of like having under your belt just, just because it's so necessary. It's like, you know, like if they're teaching like a single languages in in school, why can't that, maybe maybe it is, I don't know. Is that not an option? Um, Not in the schools that I, uh, not until I went to college, but yeah, in high school, that was not an option. And I don't think it's an option in a lot of school. I'm not sure what the stats are, but yeah, I think it should be more readily accessible for people to learn. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's so amazing. Right. Like, um, I I would imagine there are uh, students who are hearing impaired, right? Yeah. Yeah, they would appreciate that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Is there a a class or, you know, something where other, you know, and yeah, it'd just be awesome to kind of see more kids kind of do that, you know? Totally. 
or just okay. people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's kind of like uh, just you, you've done so much. I mean, we, we didn't even like scratch the surface of like your, um, you know, you got really great comedic timing, you know, from watching Obliterated. Thank you. Yeah, I love, love comedy. I love yeah, comedy. You, you've done stand up comedy, too. Yeah, I did stand up for a few years. Um, I mean, like, what haven't you done? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if you want to get into that, I'm so bad with um, anything sports related. <laughs> OK, I mean, with a ball. OK, like, OK, fair. it's my body, I can do it. But, but like it. putting a ball somewhere. Yeah, can't do that. Got it. Now, <laughs> with the 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 um, stand up comedy, did what? what um, was there like any anybody that inspired you in particular? Like, what what made you kind of like let me let me try this venue out? Well, I think I've always loved comedy. I've always been really inspired by comedies of all kinds. Growing up, that was sort of a love language in our family, and I was raised on a lot of comedy, and that's also what I love about entertainment. Um. I loved dark comedy. I loved crazy comedy, like absurd, um, raunchy. I grew up with it all. And I always loved comedy writing too. So I did that ever since I was young, just sort of my own. And I did sketch comedy and I did, I just liked it. I liked comedy of all sorts. And um, I think I wanted to do stand up. I turned 21 and I was like, oh, I can finally go to uh, the bars and do stand up. I could go to the open mics. And I don't know. I think it was, I felt, like the, the thought of doing stand-up scared me. And so I knew that meant I had to do it because it was my fear year. I was trying to do things that scared me. And I signed up for a comedy class and then it was like a stand-up comedy class. And then that sort of opened the door for me to, I, I did that when I was 20, so I couldn't do the performance. And then I did it when I turned 21, I could finally go to the clubs and do stand-up. Cause I'm not a big drinker actually. So, um, that was kind of what would bring me out to the bars. And then I just worked on material and then people would ask me to uh, do some shows. And so I would just kind of do some casino shows in Washington. I'd do, you know, yeah, it was, a, that, that was a great crowd. Um, I, yeah, I did some paid shows, but I wasn't headlining. I was, it wasn't like uh, it was short sets. So I never, I never did anything that was too extravagant. But I knew that it would help my acting and I knew it would help my confidence and also help my writing. So, um, yeah, I just like to keep myself stimulated, I think. Yeah. Do, um, yeah. Is there anybody that you uh, really enjoy watching or listening now? Because I know like the, you, you, now they even put like whole sets on like uh, Apple Music, for example, or Spotify. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, there was um, a comedian I was just talking about, Shane Wang. And OK. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I love <laughs> I just saw him and Ali Wong in Portland. Oh my god, he, he did! Oh. He opened for her. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good show. Yeah, he's, I. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. So funny. So he's, mean. He's I love so him. smart, right? He's yes. really, really smart. Yeah, whip smart and a really unique, funny point of view. Um, I mean, he was making me laugh about printers, and I, I just <laughs> love. I, I, I don't know. I think a, a little quirky, fun. Yeah. So that's a recent stand-up that I've really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty great. Um, I, I wish there was more of his stuff out there. You know, me too. Like, me too. I caught up. I'm like, what do I do now? You know, like what yeah, is I life? know. <laughs> <laughs> we need more content. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, he, he's so good. Um, okay, so that's we can go on forever because like yeah, like really I said, can. you've done so much. I just continue to keep. Oh, thank you. Like, oh, just another thing that she does. Um, <laughs> so, so ob obliterated you. Um, yes. How how did you? catch wind of, of, of this. And, and also, can you talk about like booking that role? Yeah, that was a whirlwind. Um, I, I got the audition through my agent um, who just submitted my information to the casting director. I got a request, did a self-tape, three scenes, did not think I was going to get it at all. So I thought, I, I thought this is so impossible for me to get. I'm just going to have fun. So I really went balls to the wall in the audition. Um, one of the audition scenes was a whipped cream scene. So I did put whipped cream on myself and I fully used oh. props and I did like, I really leaned into it because I just didn't think it was likely at all that I would book it. And so then um, a week later, I got a callback, which was my first callback and did the callback. It was live over Zoom and I, um, showrunners were there, the big three <laughs> um, and casting director and uh, they 
watched the scenes again, gave me notes. Um, I adjusted and then we were done. I thought I went well. And then I got a screen test, which is basically they record the audition and send it to the studio, um, which is Sony. And then Sony narrows down who they like. And then based on that, they send it to the network, which was Netflix. So it was a several weeks, um, a week, several week long process. And I mean, eventually I got it, but at first I didn't. And then um, very uh, last minute had to go Albuquerque and start shooting. I think I found out on a Saturday and I was there on a, on the Monday and it, yeah, complete whirlwind. Yeah. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you add the, the, the bit of awkwardness to that character that that wasn't called for, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to, I mean, I guess the way that I saw Maya was, um, she's offbeat, but I, I don't think she thinks that she's weird. Like, I don't think Maya thinks she's weird. I think she's just commits to being herself. That's something I really like about her is she's so earnest and so genuine and every feeling she's feeling, she feels it all the way. And she doesn't lie about how she's feeling. She can't hide how she's feeling. And so I think the awkwardness she has is because she, her reality isn't matching up with the reality around her. So she sees things a certain way, but clearly there's social rules that she doesn't know and she's still figuring out. And I think that's where there's that tension. There's that awkwardness, but I don't think, I think she thinks she's awkward, but I don't think she thinks she's as awkward as other people would think. Right. Like she, she knows that she's just a little bit different, but yeah. Yeah. She, she's confident where she's confident her work, her field, and she knows she still has stuff to learn socially, but I think I, I wanted, to, I didn't want to play awkward too much. I just wanted to be someone who genuinely saw things a certain way. And then the audience can decide, um, can decide their judgment of her. If that makes sense. It, it does. Uh, when you joined production, were they, they were already filming, right? Yes. Yeah. So what was the reception like? And, um, you know, because I would imagine the other cast members, they've already kind of got to know each other a little bit. And, and, and here you are. What was that like? I think it's, uh, I mean, they were so welcoming. I felt really blessed to have such an amazing cast because the cast was so loving, so welcoming. Um, and I think they really saw me as the character immediately. So th- that's all I heard all the time. Where they would just be like, "You are so Maya. You are exactly like." Maya. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny, so I leaned into it a little bit. Um, but the chemistry was there with the whole team, like immediately, and they were so kind to me. You were mis- you were the missing piece. That's what they said, and I was really honored by that because I was around seasoned actors who I look up to. So them saying that was so encouraging. So I think they're. I mean, if I had stepped on set and it was a bunch of divas and they're rude, my performance would suffer. So the fact that they were so kind and so giving and so fun to work with is, I mean, I really owe them like all my success. It's, they really helped me through the whole process. Cause I was a little baby. I didn't know what was going on. I would ask them questions. I'm like, What's, what does this mean? What do we do? So it felt like the character that I was, Maya was reflective of kind of what I was going through too of like wow just in awe of the badasses so that I didn't have to push that hard for that yeah I, I think that I think that all kind of works out because like um, um Maya being the the youngest recruited or the youngest recruit yeah, at, at MIT recruit and uh, 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 um NSA NSA that's right uh yeah. she's just wearing an MIT shirt yeah she went to MIT yeah that's right yeah. Okay, okay. I was mixing up the details because it's funny because I know it's a different universe, but I, I feel um, there's another show where a character went to MIT but was like a teenager, which kind of um, like I'm jumping ahead, but there's a scene in uh, episode four, I believe it is, where Maya says something like, um, she makes a reference to like, like who's uh, Dean Stockwell? I, I think it, it's something yeah. like that. Do you have any insight on that line? Or, and do you know who that is? Um, that, that was improv. So, um, uh, Tommy plays Haggerty. Every take, he would say something different. 
So he would mumble, you know, he's mumbling in his sleep. And so I would just react to whatever he was saying. So I genuinely do not know who Dean Stockwell is. So I, that was just kind of in the moment. So you, just you mentioning how um, he says something different each time. Like I just immediately went to uh, my mind thought about how he was on the raft in the desert and he said something like, I'm Brittany, bitch. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the reason I, I asked, because like uh, I'm a huge fan of the original Quantum Leap. Like I'm still. Oh, right. That's I had to look up. Dean Stockwell was in yeah. Quantum Leap. Right. Yeah, and it, it um I it, it was it was a really sad day in the fandom when he passed away. You know, mm. before before the the, the reboot. You know, yeah. and and there was a little tribute uh, to his character, but uh, his yeah. character went to MIT with the lead character on Quantum oh, Leap. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I, I was wondering. I was like, oh, is, I, I just wonder if that's like some sort of like, Reference. you know, kind of yeah, like. I think just, that's a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it is. yeah. yeah, but yeah. That is, I didn't. That's a good connection. Yeah, I was just like, that's so, this yeah. is very specific. Well, why do you stuff well? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I love quantum leap. Anyway, um, yeah. okay, so there's there's a, a where, where do I want to go from there? Um, so, you know, since we're in the desert, there's, yeah. um, there's an, I don't believe your character, no, your character doesn't interact with her, but Crazy Susan, played by Laurie Petty. Yes. Shout out to Orange is the New Black, because I know you love that show and you worked with Natasha Leone. Yes. Wow, good I, memory. Well, you know, I do my research. But, oh. um, I mean, just, I, I barely worked with Natasha Leone. She she wouldn't know who I am, but I definitely remember. Yeah, she, she will now. I mean, uh, Netflix, <laughs> you know, or just a new black. But it's it's awesome because, like, kind of one of those things, like, it's all connected because she was part of the American Reunion, which was also written by um, uh, uh, John and Hayden, you yeah. know, for those that didn't know. So, so it's kind of like, oh, we're all kind of so, so, somewhat industry. connected. Yeah, but did you pick up on her name is Crazy Susan and Laurie Petty's character from Orange Is the New Black hung out with Crazy Eyes, whose real name was Susan on the show? Oh, interesting. No, I didn't. Yeah, it was That's just kind of yeah, yeah, little little. I was just like, yeah, just uh, I was just like, oh, I wonder if Laurie Petty picked up on that too. Like, she's Crazy Susan, but Crazy Eyes was her best friend. Whose you character... are so good at finding patterns. Yeah. You're well, really thank good you. at that. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. It's just, I don't know. But I guess I'm I never. Impressed. Well, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> little flatter. Thank you. Um, <laughs> threw me off there, Kimmy. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> all right. But did you, did you get a chance to meet Lori Petty is what, what I wanted to ask. Very briefly. So uh, we were on set at the same time. Our chair, you know how they have our, the actor's chairs. Our chairs were by each other, but um, I didn't want to bother her. Uh, I'm a very leave the actor alone, you know. Um, I said hi, uh, said I was a fan, but um, I think when you're working, I, I just try to leave actors alone. I don't want them to feel like I'm. I don't want them to feel uncomfortable or feel like they're being watched, especially if they're in the zone. So I didn't know what what her method was. I didn't know what her, you know, what she what she needed. So I ju I just introduced myself and left her alone. But yeah, I was I was really excited that she was on set. Yeah, it's um I I love the the uh that last season of Orange is the New Black because I just thought it was a perfect bookend and the way it ended, you know, that's kind of what I'm kind of hoping for um like the the ending of Cobra Kai, you know, we get a chance to kind of see all the characters come back even for a little bit like oh, the, you know, it was just a really breath of fresh air like oh, hey, that person's doing well, you know, yeah, kind, of, kind of thing. Absolutely. So it, it was a really nice ending. Um now again, in the desert. Yes. Uh the scorpion scene you know where my uh yeah. falls into the pit of scorpions i immediately think oh indiana jones with the pit of snakes um i'm assuming those weren't real no but we did shoot some real scorpions and then they sort of enhanced it with cgi i was never in the pit with the scorpions um but yeah there were scorpion wranglers that they brought on set and got some individual shots of so some and, of them and so, so, so they built that, right? Like somewhere. Yeah. Yes. So we shot okay. it both actually in the desert. So they actually did build that in the desert. And then there was a set that they built on a soundstage. So um, when, when they're down there in with me, you know, you're, I'm kind of framed um, straight on. That was all on a soundstage. But when you're looking down at me, some of that soundstage, some of that's actual real desert. They did a oh, wow. very beautiful job seamlessly editing it. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. 
the yeah. um the big dildo right the <laughs> yeah. uh, the chem light yeah yeah, but yeah. Did, did, did it actually work like a real chem light where you actually have yeah. really yeah did they, they had make a bunch that? on set i don't know if they made it or if they ordered it but there were a bunch on set and they just kept cracking them yeah did, did you guys all grab one and just sword fight you know in between takes <laughs> i wish should have <laughs> you, you guys are professionals you're professionals yeah, we, we're pros okay we're yeah, pros <laughs> i totally get it um Again, kind of coming in uh, uh, as, as kind of the newbie to, to the group, and yeah. a lot were asked from the main cast, uh, nudity and and just everything, right? Throw everything at yeah. the wall. Um, and you kind of talked about like one of the scenes that you self taped was like the the uh, whipped cream. Um, how did you? You know, you talked about like confidence earlier and the dancing. Like, how were you? Uh, how did you prepare yourself for for scenes like this? a great question um i think mentally i i just made sure that i was comfortable with everything i was doing and i was and they were really good about that there was an intimacy coordinator who made sure i was comfortable about that. yeah um she was great i love her and um i think i just kind of reached a point in my own mental health where i felt sort of like okay well this is self-acceptance i think of okay this is my body this is what it is i'm not gonna you know, I have a history of eating disorders from a young age and I have really healed from that. And I think with that, I've always sort of thought my body is really important and I'm connected to it, but also it is so temporary and is always changing. And beauty standards are so arbitrary and always changing. And I think I've sort of made peace with feeling like, this is just who I am. This is what I'm going to look like. And that's okay. And I thought of the comedy in the scene mostly when I was coming on, I thought it, I wanted to lean into that. And I think, um, yeah, yeah. That's a great question though. I think it's an ongoing uh, battle, uh, you know, I think with it coming out, it'll be a whole new feeling of, Oh my gosh, a lot of people are going to say that, <laughs> but there's a part of me that thinks, Oh, well, we're all going to turn to dust one day and it doesn't really matter. Like, like when I, when you, you know, hyper fixate on how you look or, you know, it's like, does it really matter? And I think I let it go because I was just so happy to be on set and be doing a fun scene and doing what I love. Um, and yeah, working with them was just so fun that I didn't, I didn't feel self, I didn't feel self-conscious. I felt really like we were all in the zone. We were making something. I felt really respected. I felt really, like it was my body and my choice to do what I was doing. Yeah, that's awesome. And first off, th thank you for being so transparent and, and, and sharing, you know, something so personal. Yeah. I, I hope, you know, somebody um, listening, if there's anything that they could take from it, it's just to, you know, just uh, some, some of the words that you shared. Um, Christine yeah. McHugh, I believe, is the name of the intimacy coordinator. Christine, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I don't know if I said her last name correctly, but I did reach out. We'll, we'll see if I'll be, um, get, get a chance to speak. I've never spoken with the intimacy uh, coordinator, and uh, I, I believe that role is new-ish. You know, mm -hmm. post me, you know, me too, and you know, all the uh, Weinstein and all them. You know, yeah. um, but like, can you talk about like, uh, um, like some of the scenes? You know, you have. The bus um, dream sequence, right? Um, yeah. And then you have uh, what was it, Big Willies, or uh, what was that club? Yeah, Big Willies. Uh, Big Willies. So, can you talk about like some of those really um, explicit scenes and and like the uh, the court the intimacy coordinator and, and just kind of how that all worked when you guys were filming? Yeah. So the intimacy coordinator before we would film would go over. We would have a meeting um, on the phone or over Zoom, and she would just go over my uh, nudity writer which is the contract and go over and make sure that I was comfortable with everything that was going to be planned to be shot. So everything that they planned to shoot had to be disclosed. So there was no surprises on set. So I had to approve everything and sign off on it. And um, so she would talk me through it. Be like, are you comfortable with this? How, how much are you comfortable? You know, and then we would show up to set. She would be there. And then she would basically just sort of be on the side, um, bring her little chair and watch the monitor and check in with me Um in between takes, make sure I'm comfortable. She also had a bunch of um, supplies too that are specific for nudity. So uh, like nipple tape or, you know, tape or things that can cover up or, um, so it was just kind of nice to have her there. She was sort of 
like a supportive figure. And most of the time, I feel like maybe she was kind of bored because there wasn't really much to do, <laughs> like except like, yeah, good job. If you're comfortable, you know, I'm here just in case. But um, I never needed to, um, like, basically she's there in case I start to feel uncomfortable and I need to talk to her, then she would talk to the director. She's sort of the liaison. And that never really um, needed to be utilized. So I felt I, I felt really uh, comfortable, but it was nice to have her there. Yeah, I um I think that's awesome. I I mentioned it in our uh, kind of like spoiler filled uh, season recap, and just um like this is the first project that I've covered where it had somebody with that type of role, and I think that's awesome because it allows you know like you guys to be really comfortable and commit to what's being asked of you, yes. rather than like kind of um, performing at like ninety percent because you're uncomfortable with a particular thing. And yeah. may not want to voice that kind of thing, you know. So, yeah, I think things, uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, let's um, uh, let's, let's talk about the whipped cream scene. Like, uh, yeah. did, did you were you already familiar with the Alley Larder or Varsity Blues? I wasn't actually. I actually really had to look that up. Um, so that was accurate too. Maya looking it up. I I didn't know what that was. Um, and. But uh, knowing how significant it was in the pop culture zeitgeist at the time, I felt a little nervous. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it, for anybody that's wondering, I did ask Kimmy's permission to use that as who wore it, who wore it best <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I was considering, like, should, should I throw in that little disclaimer in the corner somewhere to, like, hey, I asked Kimmy's I got permission. <laughs> But, but like, you know, I mean, my account's still relatively new. Nobody's really following me, but mostly like cast members and, and their friends and family, you know? So yeah. shout out to the friends and family for the support of all you guys. I, I love seeing it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just got a follow from Allison's mom like the other day. Oh, <laughs> she she yeah. would start liking like everything that like had Allison in it. I thought it was really awesome. awesome. You know, um, let's see. Uh, uh, can you talk about, oh, one, when you got the role, um, did you immediately have to learn the lyrics to Doja Cat's song? Yes. Yeah. I think you told like, on yourself a little bit. You you shared uh, a, a post and you actually had a screenshot of your Spotify with that song on it by something that said Kimmy. Or, or yes, uh, maybe Maya. it said Maya. Yeah, yeah. Or Tech Check. I, I don't remember. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Maybe that's what Tech Check. Yes, yeah. I did have to learn that, um, which was so fun. Oh. That's what I love about acting is you get really weird, fun, random homework, like learn these lyrics. So that was really fun. Um, but yeah, I had to learn that that, will, that will, week that I came. Was that challenging at all? No, I love I love singing along to songs and I love rapping along to songs. So it was more just fun. Yeah. Do you, who's who's like uh, who is somebody that you like to perform that somebody would be people would be surprised like, well, really? You know, like a, like an Eminem. You, you you do some Eminem stuff. I could if if we're at karaoke, I could I could pull out some Eminem. Yeah, I could pull out some. Um, I, that's a good question. Maybe mm, I don't know if anyone would be surprised by, but I really like Nicki Minaj. Okay, I love Nicki. <laughs> I love love Nicki Minaj. So I would I would pull out some, you know, Nicki Minaj. Uh, what's that monster verse? Yeah. Iconic verse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I like the early Nikki. I, I I can't say that I'm up to date on a lot of that stuff. I'm and I'm still discovering like new uh, um, uh, female rappers. You know, like like yeah. Big Lotto. You know, like I I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know her by name, but I knew her big singles from like earlier this year. And like yeah. one day, I just decided to throw on like just some um, some playlist on YouTube, and it was like a bunch of like just um, like top forty like hip hop songs. And she came up. I'm like, oh, who's this? You know, yeah. and it was like f featuring Cardi B. I'm like, I, I like, I like this artist. Um, all right, so uh, Big Willies, uh, what can you share about like filming? I, I don't know how many days you guys uh, filmed that that scene in episode two, but uh, there's a, a lot days. going on. I just, yeah. I, I love uh, Maya and Jeremy's conversation because it's not not what you would expect, you know, because he's like. I doing her while he's on stage, right? And then, you know, you guys have like this, I don't know if you want to call it sentimental, but you guys have like kind of a heart to heart, you know? It's, yeah. It, it's not something that you would have expected from like a, uh, like a, a, a male uh, dancer, you know, like, like you, you know, he probably wanted more money or get in her pants, that kind of thing. But it's actually a really nice conversation. It was really wholesome. And I really liked that the writers took it that direction because I do think Maya needed a shoulder to cry on. And he was a really funny 
and unexpected shoulder to cry on. And Jeremy, um, that character and the actor who played him, I thought that Maya and Jeremy actually had really good chemistry. And I thought that was really cute. Um, even though he is kind of trying to play her at the beginning, get money from her. Um, I, I thought that was nice for Maya. And yeah, we shot there for a few days and man, shout out to the, to the male strippers. Cause they had to, you know, Hel- they helicopter. A, they had a helicopter. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. I shout out to them. Cause that's not easy. Um, yeah. They're the it really was really MVP. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, hey, you know, that's that's what they do, and, and and they're comfortable, and you know, Christine's on on set, so if if they're uncomfortable, you know, they can talk to her too. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, I I just love how Maya shares like a, a lot of um uh, moments. Uh, it, this wasn't, I, I guess, it's not unwholesome, but like you know, she has the moment with uh, Ava in the very first episode. You know, to kind of yeah. build the confidence. Um, can yeah. you talk about like uh maybe some of your um those moments like uh, Maya and Ava, then you had like Maya yeah. and Paul in episode yeah. four, I believe. Oh, five. Five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but just so, some of those scenes, so you, you guys like, yeah. just sit down and talk. Totally. Yeah. So when, when we shot the um, first episode where I'm connecting with Ava, um, Shelly's character, uh, we had shot that sort of actually, um, I think out of order. So we shot that a little bit later and that scene for me was really uh, me actually admiring Shelly. So I love Shelly. I have a huge crush on Shelly. She's so cool and I'm so impressed by her. And I think I could really lean into that with Maya because Maya is so impressed by Ava, such a badass. And so when when we were doing that scene, John um, and Hayden, who were uh, directing that episode, really let us improv and just kind of feel the space and and just be natural. So we have just a bunch of takes of us just talking and bonding. And um, yeah, it was really, it was a really fun scene. And I think Shelly specifically fought for that scene too, um, to be in there and to be longer um, so that we could really see that admiration, uh, mutual admiration between each other. So that when they, when it falls out, you kind of know, Oh, she really looked up to her. Yeah, I, I I think that's the right call because um I, I think when when the uh tension builds, like it's a little bit more earned. Because like Yeah, yeah. Maya was really, you know, like she you're like yeah. they, they were becoming like friends. Like they were kind of blurring the lines of like, you know, you're you're my, you know, boss or whatever. And like this is the moment that they were really connecting on a on a like a friendly level. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad that Shelly fought for that to be um a prominent part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the camel in, in that in that scene? Did uh, uh, Skittles? Skittles. You know, yeah. yeah, Skittles. Love Skittles. We love Skittles. Round of applause for Skittles. Um, I unfortunately didn't really get to work with Skittles. I'm <laughs> like not in any scenes with Skittles, but I would see Skittles around, and I was always very excited. Yeah, you know, he's just checking in on each room, like what you guys are doing yeah, in here. Yeah. You know, kind of- there was one time where he just pooped <laughs> in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> So they had to clean up. And I think Skittles also peed at one point. So yeah, it was a really, it's kind of like a zoo. I, I bet. Um, you, you, you mentioned fecal matter, you know? Yeah. You have yeah. a scene with Haggerty. Maya has a scene with Haggerty. Yeah. Where she has to clean his butt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming that was Tommy on your lap. And uh, can you talk yes, about that filming? Tommy. That was oh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Not a butt double. Um, there wasn't any fecal matter in the show like when we were shooting so that was added later oh was it just his yeah. bare butt yeah that's amazing it, it looks right yeah the post-production team is so good on the show they're so good yeah a lot of the stuff they they've made magic yeah so so you have to pantomime cleaning his butt at a fountain yes wow that's, that's yeah. movie magic see this, this is, is why it I'm is like, yeah that's amazing yeah. Um, yeah. so, so I got a chance to talk uh, to Joel uh, about his episodes, including, yeah, yeah. you know, episode six, where that takes place, right? Um, episode three is where that takes place. Oh, see, yeah. I know it's one of his episodes, right? Yes. yes. Um, which, you know, for those that, uh, I'm sure his is going to come out after, after your interview, but, uh, he shares how, you know, there's, um, there's a sequence when, McKnight and Ava is like running around and they're looking and they go into like a specific room 
where things are happening. Uh, Joel was talking about how he had to do like kind of do some research and now he's getting like all these, you know, like ads ads or whatever suggestions. You know, I was like, that's that's funny. You know, that that that's <laughs> that's the a things, crazy uh, the research you guys have to do for for this stuff. Yeah, I learned but, um, I learned from that scene for sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot going on, but he he mentioned. I don't know if this was the the very specific thing, but he mentioned how like some, you know, like um, you you do a lot of your takes, like you, you don't have to do a lot of retakes, basically, and and like I I know you're also like mindful of like um, continuity and like the editing, you know, in, in your performance as well. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about like uh, I, I kind of forget what Joelle said, but like the, the the moment where Maya has to like stop the bad guys, but she's yes. unarmed. And yes. what you do physically, every time I see it, I just, I crack up because it's <laughs> so funny. It's so it's funny so because so the scene is not meant to be. You're, you're about to get sh <laughs> shot. Yeah. You get shot. Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, about yeah. to get. Yeah. Yeah. But, but oh, no, you, you just witnessed something. Cause I'm mixing up again. I'm mixing. Yeah, he was, up, he's, right? he's drawing his gun yeah. and then. But, but yeah. like the whole stop, you know, like, 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 uh, like a cross school cross guard, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that scene was, I was really looking forward, looking forward to shooting that scene because that just always made me laugh. And I uh, credit the writers because that was, it was in their writing that it, she that comes out, paper. she stops. Yeah. So uh, shout out to the writers because they, they were the inception of that idea. And then I just added some of my own physicality to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the, the writers. Um, can you think of like some moments that uh, was scripted, but then you guys went, uh, maybe not a completely different direction, but um, but but just went with something else, you know, that that just like, oh, that's better than, than what Ooh. we had written kind of thing. That's kind of hard. We did a lot. What I loved about this project was they let us improv a lot. Mm. And if it worked, it worked and we would keep using it. If it didn't work, they would let us know. And then we just try something new or we just stick to the script. I would say uh, there's a scene that Originally, so when I'm looking at McKnight and uh, in episode one, and um, I say, me, uh, Paul gets all drenched, and I say, me too, and I'm looking at McKnight, and it was originally, I think, going to cut there, but then I, um, I just had the idea to walk away and bump into the, bump into the um, wall, and I thought it would be funny if she apologized to the wall. And so I, I proposed that to John. I was like, well, can I do something? And he was like, I could probably cut it, but you can if you want. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try something. Um, and so I did that. And then they're like, oh, that's great. Do it again. And so I think throughout shooting, there would be little moments like that where I think each of us have a lot of improv. Like, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you all of the improv because I wasn't there all the time, but they really let us bring ideas to the table. That's why they're such great directors, such great collaborators, because they really trusted us um, and kind of let us play with the characters. Yeah. It, no, it, you know, this is something that they say about their characters all the time, you know, Obliterator or Cobra Kai is like uh, each character is like the story of their own uh, or the hero of their own story. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. everybody gets something to do. Like I, when, when we first met, I, I told you, I was like, man, I, I feel Gomez was like underused, but then on my rewatch, I go, no, no, she got some significant moments. I just forgot them. Cause, cause those scenes, you know, I, I'm not watching or those yeah, episodes yeah, yeah. because I'm preparing like interviews like Joel, you know, I kept on rewatching his episodes over and over and over. And that's, totally. you know, Gomez isn't really quite in there. Like she yeah, is yeah. in the ones I was skipping, but, um, right. Right. Yeah. And one thing I've learned that they, they they always go with like best idea wins or, you know, like funny joke, you know, so so totally. I, I love that they, uh -huh. how, how they're open to that. So I, yeah. I don't did, did that make it to the to the scene? I forget. Did, yeah, did? yeah, it did. Okay. Um, and uh, th that that's always exciting when you see something you improv get get into the final cut. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that little touch just because it's like she's just so like inner feels you know it's just like yeah, a little totally. flustered and just 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 like oh sorry, yeah, you sorry, know, sorry. Just, yeah. and even even yeah, at yeah. the beginning of the episode when she kind of messes up and thinks that the bomb is near um she apologizes and and so i thought it, you know it really does it leans into the character um that she's so oh, i'm sorry sorry yeah yeah no i i really really like that character character i think 
uh, again, like after the show drops, I, I, I can't even imagine what the fan re- like reception will, will be, you know, all the, all the follows and like all the questions uh, and yeah, I'm nervous. Oh, overwhelming. Are you ready? Are you ready for oh, the overwhelming? Like, I don't think so. Uh, I'm really overwhelmed and I think stressed. Uh, I think I am, I struggle with anticipation and I also struggle with being like perceived or it's, it's, it's a, I don't know why I'm became an actor because that's the most perceived job but it it's something that i'm still getting used to yeah, yeah. i'm scared i'm really nervous yeah. but excited did, but excited did, i i didn't ask this like this would have been a great question earlier but uh, did you have any um like like you are already kind of knew at an early age that that's what you wanted to do did you have any like uh inspirations in terms of like actors oh i mean there are so many performances i, I wouldn't narrow it down to just one actor or a few actors. There's just a lot of performances I really um, love. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I really, this is this is one that's popping in my head for some reason. I really like um, Steve Buscemi. Okay. I, I really Steve like Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, that's one that's just popping in my head. There's so many actors I love though, but I love him in The Big Lebowski and Fargo in the Coen brothers, um, projects. Um, he's just got a great look, great vibe. Interesting. I, I like quirky look and, um, kind of What about beat. the, 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 the one gentleman with the, uh, the, uh, the penis torture tool. You oh, know, yeah. Um, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, E H Tobias, Tobias Jelinek, I think is who you would know him. better than me. Yeah. I, I'm, um, we, we only had that one scene in episode three, yeah, but he, yes, great. Um, great look. I, lo- I love actors with an interesting look. He stands out. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's I, t- terrifying. He was terrifying. I, I don't <laughs> know show. if I'd want to stand in line next to him, like anywhere after watching, <laughs> you know, obliterated. He's, he's really nice. So. Oh, I, I would hope so. That shows. He's very talented. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm like my mind's going everywhere in terms of like scenes. Um, what, what were some of your uh, favorite sequences to film? I think one of my favorite was... Um, with uh paul played by eugene um in episode five when he's hyping me up after we wrestled with the gun and shot the computer i think that was one of, i wasn't expecting but i think that's one of my favorites um because eugene was so present and um we were really connected and it felt like the necessary pump up to her maya you know doing what she does at the end of episode five but um yeah, that was a scene that I look back on and I, I, it was really fun because we were so, um, it was really intense and really it connected. Really, yeah, it really was. I, I, I like these moments. That's why I asked you about like, you know, kind of sharing like the, the, um, the, the moments with like Maya and Ava. Um, yeah. Oh, I, so you like, I, I've been kind of like speaking with, uh, you know, a few of you guys, so I don't want to mix up the names, but like Paul yeah. and Maya. Um, yeah. But I, I like those because like you, you guys are a team and, and we're kind of seeing it. And um, I think, you know, like I, I think Maya being like the tech girl, like this is her moment to kind of maybe not even like feel part of the team, but also, but but also feel like being part of the team because they're getting input and they're helping one another. And and um, I think she's a very good listener and is able to kind of take things that uh, you know all, all the advice that that people's kind of given her as well, and also reciprocate that when when necessary. True. So, yes. I think that's really cool. Um, what yeah. did you? Um, uh, was there any sequences that you found uh, challenging? Um, maybe like the dream sequence on the bus, you know? Um, mm, yeah, did not expect yeah. that one. I would say, right. Um, a dream sequence was another one that was really fun to shoot. Um, that one was, I think, uh, not, not necessarily challenging because Nick was such a great scene partner. Um, that one I have to add to my list of favorite scenes to shoot too because it was so out there. And I was excited for people to see Maya in a different light. Um, and I was also excited to work with Nick because I hadn't had really a one-on-one scene with Nick. Um, so it was it was a great chance for people to see Maya as sort of, you know, sexy, but also it's comedic. So um, that was really, really fun. And Nick and I leaned into the comedy of it the whole time and he was great. But I would say challenging scene... I think I think the scenes um, when I'm away from everyone um, and 
kind of just uh, with a screen, um, were the most challenging acting wise, um, which I think maybe would be surprising to people. It's so much easier to act with people in the room. Um, it's a, it's a lot more, it takes a lot more concentration, a lot more prep work to act when I'm looking at a screen and there's nothing on the screen. So I would say most challenging would probably be the finale episode when I have the three monitors and I have to, um, kind of transition between them and be talking to people, but I'm actually not looking at anything or talking to anyone. I think that was probably the most challenging. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause now you have to, um, well, is there, is there somebody kind of like, uh, uh, there with you all, I would imagine reading the lines back so you can kind of interact. Yeah. So it was either the script supervisor or the assistant director, the AD who would be, um, off to the side reading the, um, other lines, um, kind of yelling them out loud to me. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that finale. Just um, and then like Trunks moment as well. Yeah, you know, just, that's such a great scene. So earned. It yeah. Is so earned. So earned. Yeah. So earned throughout the whole fucking season. You know, yeah. like, just, <laughs> yeah, give absolutely. the man something to eat. Like, come on, feed this. You know, give yeah. something. I, I told uh, Terrence that um, my favorite moment is probably like when he was talking to that empty uh, box of donuts. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my God. And it's just, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. And then like, uh, I love Terrence. He's so funny. You, you, you see it in like one of the sequences um, that uh, in the clips that have been shared where he, him and McKnight are like arguing and he's doing like the physical, like stomping. And yeah. like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm starving. I know. Yeah. T is so funny. He was that energy he brought to set. Um, this gregarious, funny, witty, um, really uh, an attractive energy i love terrence and everyone falls in love with terrence and i think everyone's gonna fall in love with trunk yeah exactly like you like i love drunk i, I, love, I lo- <laughs> love hey he's hung like a trunk you know so <laughs> what's not to love what's not <laughs> hey, comment. We, no we, comment we, we've all seen it by now <laughs> all right so I, I guess we'll we'll end it with one last thing uh, related to the filming of obliterated uh yeah. just because so many things are going on on the show like literally so many things um can you think of a moment during filming where you guys just couldn't like maybe stop cracking up during a take or just <laughs> just like just because of whatever absurdity was going on at the moment i think that happened a lot um <laughs> <laughs> that was there was a scene that actually got cut, I think for time, that I, for some reason, could not stop laughing. Um, I think we were all just couldn't stop laughing. It was, it was on a party bus. And it was a scene where someone, we get pulled over by a cop. And they, I think they had to cut it for time. Um, for real life or or this is the filming? This is part of this the... This is filming. This is part uh, of uh, the filming. So we get pulled over. Um. And we're all f- like, clearly we're driving under there. Like, you know, the, the joke is like, we're so clearly intoxicated and we're all kind of fighting still. I just remember we couldn't, uh, we were just cracking up. I think uh, maybe, maybe Shelly wasn't cracking up, but I think she was in the zone. But I think, like, I remember Allison and Terrence were laughing and I was laughing that they were laughing. And it was just like, we just could not get that take. It was really funny. Yeah. Oh, maybe it'll end up on a bloopers. You know? Maybe. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I would yeah. love to see that. Just I want to see bloopers too. Yeah. There's so much just so, so much going on. Like I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah. All, all this, oh yeah. All this stuff. All this stuff. Yeah. Just because like, you know, like we, we've seen some of the bloopers from like Cobra Kai and like that's a completely different show tonally. And, yeah, right. And other things. And yeah. so like you know, just you know, from from the props and the dialogue and whatever is being on on you know on on screen is just like I, I can't I can't imagine. I, I don't know if I'd be able to get through any takes. That's why I'm not an actor. I, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> so, but Kimmy, thank you so much for giving me your time. You know, um, I, I, yeah, I just I, I can't wait to see what the fan reception is like because I I think like the two that stand out for me like on my first watch, I was like damn like Maya like I really like her you know like uh, her growth and, and 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 like all the trunk stuff is just really great you know um awesome. I'm you know the jury's still out if he's working with Gaga you know I I, I really I really want to know you hopefully know? we we see 
Same yeah, hopefully we'll hopefully. see indeed. <laughs> uh, if, if you welcome the interactions, um, where can people find more of your stuff uh, you yeah. know, or social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'll post any updates on there at Kimmy Rutledge, K-I-M-I-R-U-T-L-E-D-G-E. Um, yeah, that's the main one I use. So, Okay. Uh, for me, if anybody wants to follow what I do or uh, maybe get updates on interviews, episodes, uh, you know, things that we do at Obliterated Companion, um, that's exactly what the handle is on Instagram, uh, Obliterated Companion. If X or Twitter is your thing, uh, I'm also at Obliterated Pod. I didn't think about that. But Companion Network is another account um, on Instagram that you can follow where I share all the things that I do on my other um, podcast, Twisted Metal, Cobra Kai, movies, you know, one-offs, whatever. So uh, that's going to do it. I want to thank everybody. Well, maybe the new people. Thank, thank you guys for finding Obliterated Companion is what I should say. And uh, hopefully you guys subscribe uh, on any listening uh, platform, podcast of your choice. The YouTube channel is Companion Network. Hopefully I changed it by now. Uh, And yeah, subscribe to that so that way you guys can get all the updates and uh, upcoming interviews. Uh, Thank you for listening and catch you next time. This has been a production of the Companion Network.